What's up, everybody? Glad to have y'all back. Glad to be back. You know, I was out here being a real person, doing real life stuff that y'all don't care about. You know, shopping, taking trips, skiing out to Aspen, oh, Gangsta Mentals, Stay Papa Chris style type of stuff. But in all honesty, I had to bring it back. I know I did something for Miss Fannie Lou Hamer earlier this month and kind of to wrap it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to bring it around and talk about something a bit different today. Somebody who is uh, one of the people like people complain about, like, oh, you know, people always talking about uh, black history don't uh, start with slavery. Well, let's not fucking start with slavery, right? We just, we can just do it. Like, I don't got to wait for school. So let's talk about somebody actually in Africa, like, right? That's, that's how we should, how we should do it. But to talk about somebody in Africa, let me, Give y'all a taste of something, y'all. Like, uh, uh, uh. Let me spring on here. All right. So, as a child, Spike Lee's film X spoke to me in ways that nothing else had before. The performance of Denzel Washington in that film, when I was younger, just captivated me. Uh, Denzel's portrayal of Malcolm had me seeing him as like dog, no. First black man that white people was afraid of. He was like Django before Django, a type of thing. Like uh, I almost didn't like believe that Malcolm X was like real. Like the way that Denzel portrayed him. Like I didn't even. I when people like show me a picture, like I didn't even think that was him. Like in the same way, like people see pictures of Ike Turner and be like, Nah, they ain't. It. Like they think Lawrence Fishburne is Ike Turner. So that whole film was probably one of the first things that really opened my eyes and get me get me to like want to understand like who I was as as a person even as a kid because you know you when you black as a kid and you start to kind of notice like you know it ain't no ain't nothing for me you know what I'm saying ain't ain't none of this stuff I'm doing seem like it's about me I'm kind of I'm none of these people in this history book, you know what I'm saying? This way before Barack Obama became president. Ain't none, ain't nobody in charge looking like me. So Malcolm definitely seemed like one of the people that like he was in charge. And I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? How they gonna how they gonna do bro how they did, bro, type of thing. But what's important here is in that film, and if you know you ever read his autobiography, he talks about his Hajj to Mecca. And what the film doesn't get into. Uh, or the novel doesn't get into is he had a meeting with the person we talking about today, Mr. Pio Gamma Pinto. Uh, Pio Gamma Pinto, in fact, boom, I'm not even gonna do it like this. I'm gonna let the OG spit that. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Gregory. I knew Malcolm. I love Malcolm. Malcolm called me the Sunday that he died. I was working Basin Street East. He said, Brother Greg, you, 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 you're coming by today. And I said, Malcolm, I love you. And I said, I love you so much, I don't even want to take a chance to be there. He said, what do you mean, Brother Greg? I said, well, I closed tonight, Sunday night at Basin Street East. And I said, but I had my wife 
book me a flight into Chicago at 8 o'clock this morning, and I'm going to Chicago, and I had uh, way beneath my salary booked me into a college about 10 miles from the airport. And I'm going to go there and speak this afternoon, and I'm going to stay there until they tell me you did. Because I'm not going to let this government get two of us for the price of one. And I'm going to call Adam Clayton Powell when I finish talking to you and beg him not to come there. Because today, the United States government is going to get you. And I'm not going to be there. I love you. I don't even want to take a chance of my heart changing. So I went to Chicago. And when they came and they told me Malcolm's been killed today. I got back on the plane and came back here. Malcolm was killed because of a, another brother named Depinto. A lot of people thought he was African, but he was East Indian. He was born in Nairobi. He's the one that changed Malcolm's head from black nationalist to pan-Africanism and made that connection from here to there. And the government said, we can't let this happen. He's the one that persuaded Malcolm when he went to Africa and stayed seven weeks and met with all the real leaders. And then he's the one that discussed with Malcolm of bringing racism to the doorsteps of the UN. And as Malcolm was being shot dead in New York City, DePinto was being gunned down in Nairobi. All right. Same time. All right. Same time. So don't tell me about no black Muslims. The same time. Same time. Malcolm was being gunned down. Now, let me finish this. All right, so y'all heard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, Pia Gamma Pinto, he was born in Nairobi, uh, Kenya, 1927, back in the days. Um, but his people is from Goa, which is an area in India. And so, if you was to look at him, like most Indian people, you'd be like, you black, but it's something... You got a little flavor to 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 what your blackness is. So at early age, you know what I'm saying, Pio was always on his on his grind. He was always making a move. I guess he already knew like this 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 me, this how I'ma do it. So at 17, you know what I'm saying, he started something up in Bombay where he had to go study, right? And he decided at 17, you know what I'm saying. He was going to try to get uh, the Goa region of India liberated from Portuguese colonialism, right? <laughs> Obviously, it make it hot. You know what I'm saying? That's that's going. That's just how it's going to go, right? Like, there's no, there's no other way. Like, you you came for the people in power, trying to tell them what they was doing wrong, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody ever just going to give up their power. You know what I'm saying? You always going to have to fight them for it. You know, so he got to go back to King after he done started this thing up uh, here in Bombay, right? So it's not like he go back to Kenya and lay low. 
this man goes back to Kenya and was like, yo, they wild over here too. Nah, I don't, I don't play that. This man literally organizes the, the Kenyan nationalist movement, which pretty much leads to the liberation of Kenya from Britain. So, you know what I'm saying? He offered India as a, as a youngie. You know what I'm saying? He getting a taste of it. He like, yo, I'm trying, I'm trying to free some folk. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a, I'm a do this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a take my people up out of this thing at 17. Gets up out of there at 17. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, puts in another 20 years in Kenya to free Kenya. It wasn't 20 or 15 years. But still, the, the point is like, he, he put this work in and liberates a whole country. So, you know, now, like, he feeling it. Like, he, he, I'ma just say it. You know what I'm saying? Dick big. You know what I'm saying? Dick, dick energy. Obviously, you liberate a whole country for, for the white man. So, so now what? Who gonna stop you? Who can, who can touch you? You gotta feel, uh, you gotta feel untouchable at this point in time. Like, there's, there's no other way for this. Like, he got to be going crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody is on you. You know what I'm saying? And let's be clear, you know what I'm saying? Cause, while P.O. was born in Africa, he was an Indian descent. So this is two hardworking cultures. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, bro, you know, he, he was a journalist, radio presenter, editor, trade union advisor, alleged campaign chairman, military police, specially elected to the parliament. Like, you know what I'm saying? He the type of dude, you know what I'm saying? When you when you go to like Tulum or something, you get off the, the plane, you see the pilot run over to the car. Take your bags from the plane, put them on the car, drive you to the resort. He run into the resort real quick. He be behind the desk. Right. This nigga did everything to free his own. Like, you know, and I understand freeing your own is not a task that everybody's going to step up and do. But because of the consequences, right, you you know where this is going. Like, I don't have to tell you where this is going with, with P.O. We're going to get there, but. You know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Think about the stuff he's doing. He started this up from 17 to liberate India to actually freeing a country in Africa. Like, you know they got to come from, right? Okay. So, I just want to be clear. Boom. He he did all this while doing it all. He wasn't just, he ain't just out here uh, marching and waiting for somebody to give it to him. He out here taking it. So, once again, we're going to talk about black history, beyond slavery, and not marching. P.O. Gama Pinto. Just, you know what I'm saying? Stay up. I mean, these people is out here. It's real easy for y'all to find these people. Like, stop waiting for somebody to give you these people. Google A. Ain't nobody is hiding this shit. I swear to God, I got this shit easy as fuck off Google. Okay, so, boom. So, he did this for, for Kenya. Now, his original efforts, obviously, like I was saying when he was 17 and in India, didn't go good. You know what I'm saying? He had to go, he had to get up out of the pain. He had to go back to King. Boom. But now he done free the whole country. Like I said, BDE. He got that big dick energy. He coming through. Boom. So he's the, he, there's nothing. He ain't stressing, he ain't stressing shit. He come back to India. He like, oh, y'all niggas, y'all niggas are no. So he organized his, his, his squad over there. Boom. You know what I'm saying? He come for the Portuguese off top. Now, I don't know. Why the Portuguese, like, if you look up, like, Portuguese colonialism and German colonialism, them boys was trying to make sure that they struck a level of fear in you that you knew, like, nah, 
we ain't no ain't no Nat Turners in this shit. They must have heard and they was like, oh, we gonna we gonna clear this up. I can't go into that right now because I don't try to make these too damn long. But go ahead, do a little Google A on that. Boom, yeah, see, like, bro, that shit is that shit is easy. That shit is actually it's not easy. That shit is wild. Them boys, they play a whole nother game. They they do some shit. You be like, hey, you know, hey, yo. But whatever, boom. So P.O., he back. He back in India now. Boom, it's 1960. He outside. He outside. He already he already did it for Kenya. He he's stepping up to, to the park G's, like I'm saying. Boom, big chest. Like, yo, hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, we good. You know what I'm saying? Now, you usually just can't walk up to nobody and just say you good. So it's good that, you know, at this point in time, everybody was kind of sick of the Portuguese. So the Indian army pretty much shows up behind P.O. and was like, yeah, no, nah, see my man, my man telling you we good, but we'll show you we good if that's what you really want to see. And at this time, kind of like now Portugal is just getting back into a better situation. But at that time, Portugal really had no money to fight no war. So they were pretty much like, hey, you know what? Fuck y'all, darkies. Y'all can have this shit and pretend it like they left, but they really took a took a wild L in that situation and, and had to go ahead and eat that. So, so that's two. My man ran two back to back. You know what I'm saying? Think about how like emboldened the people on January 6th is, and think about like how wild they would have been if they had actually won. And then think about if they did that shit twice. Right, so that's pretty much the type of energy my man P.O. coming with. He done did this shit twice. He he pretty much is like, yo, I free niggas. Like, I, I do that shit. Like, uh, Abraham Lincoln ain't got shit on me type thing. Like, so boom, you know what P.O. do next? You know what I'm saying? At this point, really, niggas is hitting him up. So pretty much, his boys in Mozambique hit him up. So P.O. like, boom, you know what I'm saying? I'm catching P.J. Dog, you already know. I I be out there. You know I'm finna straighten this up. You know what he do? He he write his playbook back. Boom. He he organizes these boys in Mozambique. You know what I'm saying? In 1962, right? Now, you know what I'm saying? Everybody done heard of him at this point in time, right? So when he get out to Mozambique, the British is out there like, bro, these is this is this is the third time you mess with me, bro. You know what I'm saying? We don't. Really with three strikes, we don't even let it get the three strikes. You know what I'm saying? We we really we really cut your head off at this point in time. But since it would make it so hot if we did that, like everybody would know it was us who did that. We just gonna ban you. You know what I'm saying? So everybody who think cancel culture new, nah, 1962, this man been been canceled, been canceled because he out here he out here liberating niggas. Nah, you don't you don't do that shit. Nah, don't don't go free India and Africa. What are you? How's we gonna make money? White people are probably mad as fuck. They trying to figure out like how's we gonna make money? He messing. He's messing with the money. Like we had a a very easy source of natural resources, and Buddy is out here like yeah, but they ain't yours. And he's right, but that don't matter. That's not how it works. But obviously, that's how he made it work, right? Let's get to the important part, right? The thing I was talking about before. So Malcolm X goes on his high at this time. So Malcolm X pull up on he pull up on the boy P.O. and he like, yo, yo, you ain't you ain't to be fucked with. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you say left is left, then left is left, my guy. 
So, you know what I'm saying? Get me right. Like, spit that knowledge. So, Peel had been working on this idea for America, right? Because, I mean, it's it's real simple. This is the thing that's on TV everywhere. Like, that's the that's the American bias. Like, we don't understand uh, other places. Other places get, you know, their news and then American news. But America, we get our news, 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 Ukraine, our news, our news, our news. So, you know what I'm saying? We ain't really, we don't really know what, what's going on. We think we is the thing that's going on. We're like the New York of the world. Like how New Yorkers don't know that other places are literally nicer than New York, but how would they know? They never left that fucking shit home. Um, but beyond that, boom. So Pio got this plan, you know what I'm saying, fully written out. Because, you know what I'm saying, these boys are really tight with their business. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no, well, I told my dog we politicking. And we gonna hold tap until niggas on the hill so long. Nah, these these niggas is putting shit in action multiple times. Obviously, they they got the paperwork. They 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 know how to fill out the paperwork to scare everybody in the building when they drop it off. Type thing, right? So so he he not worked his stuff up. He's not gonna go to Congress. No 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 no. He makes a decision. I'm gonna go to the UN. Yeah, here goes here goes my paperwork for the UN. We gonna pretty much say like. America is, is violating peoples of, of African descent in their own land. And Malcolm sat there, jaw hit the table, uh, head rolled around in his head. You know what I'm saying? He out there, like like the OG said, he mean no everybody. And pretty much at this point in time, the character of Malcolm X changes to somebody who we actually never really had the experience because of his murder and the speech that he was making on the day when he died was a speech where he was talking about his conversion and how much he had learned on his trip and how he was moving to another place. And that's when, you know what I'm saying, the feds had to come get him. Um, just to, just to, just to make sure this is understood, right? So Malcolm X is shot at the Autobahn ballroom in Harlem, you know what I'm saying, in New York, February 21st, 1965. Pio Gamma DePinto is shot February 24th, 1965. Right. Right. Okay. I'm running it back one more time. Malcolm, February 21st, 1965. Pio, February 24th, 1965. That's a little, that's a little, that's a little close in time right there. Just, you know. Just in case you was peeping, like, yo, you know, is that really, is that really real? Yeah, it's really real. Like, he really came, they really came for both of these people, like, on some back-to-back shit, especially after these boys was about to turn in his paperwork. Like, nah, that, that can't, that ain't smooth and that ain't going to be how I do, right? So... To be clear, right? These these is these men are heroes, right? These are these are real heroes. This is what this would happen, you know, if Superman wasn't bulletproof, obviously, right? Like you you are a threat to hegemony. So in that case, we have to make sure that you're not a threat, right? So the easiest way to make sure that people with that much power to really 
Going change something on a threat uh, is to end their existence and turn them into the character that you need it to be. So Malcolm X becomes a symbol of black revolt and black aggression as a person who never actually caused any harmful acts or never uh, went out to harm anybody, right? But and if you were to ask people like Malcolm X is supposedly this more aggressive version where Martin Luther the King is some more docile version and they'll make you think like, oh, so even if you are, you know, this way or that way, well, they're not, they're not opposites. In fact, they're both of the same mentality and that mentality is Pan-Africanism. And that's the idea that people of African descent have common interests and should be unified. You know what I'm saying? Historically, Pan-Africans have often taken the shape in political or cultural movements uh, such as the Nation of Islam, such as the Black Panther, such as uh, the SNCC. So that that's not a secret. Like We all know that we're more powerful together. We make a decision not to unify. We make a decision to be like, well, this is the way it got to be and that's the way it got to be. Instead of doing what is actually a successful plan that we can look at, it's taking all these little steps until you actually uh, have an opening where you can actually break free and actually move in a way of real progress. When I think about it, most of the time, I think real progress is stifled because we're looking for support. When the people we want to support us are looking for our action. So without our own action, ain't nobody coming to save us. Uh, thank you all for checking this out. Hopefully you learned some. Uh, go ahead, like this, subscribe to the YouTube channel, go ahead, drop me some comments. Um, I appreciate it. Good looking out. Stay up until I get another moment. I'm going to be working like crazy until I get another moment. I'll holla at y'all. Y'all know it.